Hello, and welcome to episode 35 of My Circus, My Monkeys. Last week, we talked about the four basic needs of followers. And today, we're going to follow up and focus on one of those needs, trust. So stay tuned to find out how you can better establish trust with your team. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. So when we were talking about the four basic needs of followers, we talked about how if you want to have a productive, engaged, innovative team, then you need to pay attention and make efforts to give them what they need. And today we're going to dig into trust a little bit more. And again, a lot of this research is based on Gallup surveys. And they have found that when followers trust their leader, one in two are engaged. When they don't, only one in 12 are engaged. And that's definitely bad because the more engaged your team is, the more they will be productive the more they will be innovative and creative and help your institution and help you achieve your goals, support your students, and create a thriving environment for everyone involved. So Gallup, when they talk about trust, they talk about it in terms of credibility, reliability, and intimacy. So credibility, do you believe your leader And even though we're talking about this in terms of you being a supervisor and how can you meet the needs of your team, you have a leader as well, or at least you have a supervisor. And again, like we talked about last time, there is a difference between being a manager and being a leader. And I think that most people, especially you, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't just want to be a manager, you want to be a leader. You want to take your team to the next level. So when we're thinking about credibility, do you know what you're talking about? Do you have the information that you need to be credible? When people ask you what they need to do or what's happening, do you know what's going on? And I will say that doesn't mean that you need to know everything about everything. One of the myths that surrounds the idea of leadership is that You should be a well-rounded leader. And from a strengths perspective, that is false. Gallup has found that the most effective leaders are the ones that really stick to the things that they do well and surround themselves with others who can do the things that they don't do so well. So that authentic leadership style is so important when you think about leadership. But that doesn't mean you have to know everything to be credible. Being able to have those resources, if you don't know something, being able to admit that and say, you know, hey, I don't really know the answer, but I'm going to find out. 
Which leads to the second point, being reliable. If you say, I'm going to try and figure out whatever's going on to, again, fulfill that credibility piece, but then you don't, that impacts trust. Other things that you say you're going to do. And believe me, I know we are in crazy, crazy, chaotic times, and we mean to do a lot of things. And it seems like there's always some fire that comes burning that disrupts our plans. But when you commit to your team to do something and you don't follow through, that impacts trust. And even if it's unintentional, it still impacts your relationship with your team. So when we talk about intimacy, which seems like an odd term perhaps to talk about in relationship to being a supervisor in the business world, but basically it's about those connections that you have with your followers, caring about them as people. And this is very similar to one of the other four basic needs of followers, which is compassion. But part of that goes into the area of trust as well. So do you care about your people as people beyond what they can just give you and produce at work? That is key when you think about building trust with your team. And the one thing that can really disrupt all of this is if you appear to be in it for yourself. In other words, you're just out to get what you can get and you're not really worried about them, what they need. So if you as a leader seem like you're only interested in your own interests and don't care about the interests of your followers, those individual team members, what your students need, that can really unravel any trust that you may have built in those other areas. So even though you may be credible and they believe that you are knowledgeable about X, Y, Z, but then they appear to be selfish or maybe you feel like you're being used and you don't necessarily get. And I think, you know, many of us have experienced something like this where you've had an idea or you've done the work and you've been in a situation and your manager, your supervisor takes credit for it. Or at least if someone says, oh, great job, Brenda, they don't say, well, it wasn't just me. Jennifer also did all this work to make this happen. That impacts trust. And the thing about trust is it's very difficult to build and very easy to destroy. And perhaps destroy is too harsh of a word because then you're picturing explosions and things like that. But it takes a long time to prove to others that you can be trusted. And I will say for myself, I kind of lead with trust. And so I remember when I got a new supervisor, they seemed quote unquote cool. Or, and, and what I mean by that is that they seemed to say all the right things. And even though I wasn't quite sure if their background fits this new role, I was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt because they seemed like a nice, genuine person. But I very quickly found out that that trust was misplaced. And I think that, you know, there's kind of this, you're my supervisor for some reason, so I'm going to assume whoever hired you knew what they were doing. And again, there's a trust element there. Like if you don't think that the person who hired them is trustable, you don't trust them, 
then you're not going to trust this new hire. But once I realized that I could not trust this individual, our whole dynamic changed. And there was very little this person could do to fix it. Because once that trust is broken, and again, you know, we are so busy and we have these good intentions and we don't always follow through where we want to. And people can like you as a person and think you're a good person, but also not trust you as a leader because you have said, oh, I'm going to get back to you about X, Y, Z, and they never do. Or you know what? We need to have more regular meetings. So I'm going to do that. I'm putting them on my schedule. And they may even put them on the schedule. But then, you know, stuff happens. Oh, I have to cancel. Do you have anything to talk about? I don't really have anything to talk about. And I have this project due. And so it's these small things that can really start to unravel this trust that is so vital for your relationship with your team. And so some of that can be mitigated by really being aware of what you are promising and what you're delivering. And so it's really easy for us to, you know, we're in a meeting, people have questions, they're like, oh, these are good questions. I got to get back to you with that information because it's important. But it may not be as important to us. And so it goes on the back burner and we never get back to it, which then the next time something happens and you say, oh, I need to look into this, how likely are they going to be to trust that you're going to actually do that? And of course, before I said, when you're a leader, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to be an expert in everything. And in fact, if you try and pull that off, it's going to bite you in the butt because no one can be good at everything and no one can know everything. And inevitably, you're going to start to say things that are your guesses and are not maybe accurate. And when those things come to light, it's an issue that debilitates the trust that you're trying to build with your team. And so one of the things that we really like to focus on when we're doing trainings, when we're doing coaching, to really help establish trust are setting expectations, holding people accountable, and having those regular, frequent meetings. And we like to call it, well, not just us, like this is kind of trendy, not just one-on-ones, but coaching sessions, not just annual reviews, but I'm coaching my team along the way. And when you're doing these meetings, these regular meetings, which are one-on-one, but also not just exchanges of information or, hey, how you doing? Do you have anything to talk about? But rather meetings that are structured to help your team make sure that they're, they're doing what they need to do, that performance management piece, and also helping them develop as employees. Because development, I think that anyone in this field is typically pro-development. And, oh my gosh, if I had the time, if I had the resources, we would do this webinar, we would go to this conference, it'd be so great, we're just very limited. But there is a lot that you can do without those resources just by meeting with your team regularly. And when you say you're gonna meet with your team regularly, meet with your team regularly. Because again, that consistency builds trust. And there's other episodes that I have done that I will do that goes into a little bit more depth about what happens in those coaching meetings because just thinking about coaching, huh? Wow, I've already got a lot on my plate. Um, And I'm coaching them too. 
instead of that, you know, once a year, which is typically what a lot of us have to do, is once a year sit down for the, okay, this is how you're doing, this is the goals for next year, yada, yada. But unfortunately, something like that that only happens once a year is problematic in the trust area too, because you are not being clear and consistent about what you expect, making sure that they're doing it along the way. And all of a sudden, once a year, which could be, you know, three months, six months after something happened, and you just, oh, I've, I've been meaning to talk to this person about it, but you just haven't. And here's HR telling you, oh, you have to do this now. And you're like, ah, this is the time. Now that we have time and I have to do it, I'm going to talk to them about it. But how much do you trust your supervisor when all of a sudden they pull something out that happened forever ago and you're like, oh my gosh, you were not happy with that? Um, Why didn't you tell me? Because I've been doing the same or similar things up till now. Those are the types of things that erode trust. So when you're setting clear expectations with your team, it really impacts that reliability piece because you said you're going to do it and you're doing it. The setting expectations, if, if I'm unclear as an employee what I'm supposed to be doing for XYZ, even if I don't know that I'm unclear, like I think I have a vague sense of what it is and you haven't told me that's, that's wrong and I go ahead and do it and then later at some point, you're like, oh, that's not what I meant. Bam, you're in trouble. And, and none of us say, bam, you're in trouble. Like that's, that's a little bit silly. But, you know, there's some sort of conversation about how mm, that didn't quite get us where we needed to be. And then we feel bad when we haven't been given clear expectations. And then we find out later that all the work we did is quote unquote wrong. And even worse, if we get dinged on it on some sort of official evaluation, that erodes trust. Because if you never told me I was supposed to do X, Y, Z, or the way I was supposed to do X, Y, Z, this happens for a variety of reasons, one of which is that we are super busy. Another of which, we don't even fully understand ourselves what our expectations are. And it's kind of like, we don't know what it is we want, but now that you've done it, it's not that, which is unfair to everyone. Brene Brown says, clear is kind and clear builds trust. When you clearly say what you expect and then in these regular, consistent, reliable meetings that you're having to coach your team, you're also holding people accountable. So how are things going? Again, that performance management piece that we shy away from because we really just want people to like us and we have so much to do. We just really hope everybody just quote unquote does their job, even though we may not be super clear on what that job is. So if you want to build trust with your team, be clear, set expectations, have frequent follow-up meetings about expectations How are things going? Do we have any questions? Do we have any things we need to discuss? And then when that project is done, that accountability piece. Because even if I'm a team member that's not directly involved in whatever's happening with Betsy or Bruce, and I have no idea if you've set clear expectations for them or not, but I do see that in my mind 
and perhaps even some of the things you've said, it's kind of obvious that they're not doing what they need to do. And I don't see anything happening as far as being held accountable. And of course, you don't have to advertise that you are punishing or it's not really anyone else's business how you're holding people accountable. But let's be honest, there are people, perhaps on your team, but definitely that you've encountered on other teams, either you worked with them or maybe there's someone else on campus, that they're clearly not living up to expectations and seemingly nothing is being done about it. And most likely it's because nothing's being done about it. Because the accountability piece is kind of the sticky wicket, they didn't do what we're supposed to do. Crap, now what? But if you hold, you know, this goes back to reliability. This is what I need you to do. And if this doesn't happen, then we need to have a conversation about what's going to happen in the future. And in that example there, you can see how it impacts other people on the team. But also if me, if I, I, Anne, we're having a conversation, you're telling me that I'm supposed to do X, Y, Z, and I don't for whatever reason, maybe it was intentional, maybe I was just being lazy, or maybe something happened where it couldn't be done, and then there are no negative repercussions, there's not even a discussion about, hey, let's talk about, you know, those coaching discussions, let's talk about what you can do differently, like what happened here, how can you do this differently next time so we make sure we're hitting that bullseye and we're achieving the goals and objectives that we set out to do. If there's nothing, the next time I'm given an assignment, I don't necessarily trust that I need to do anything. Because in the past, when you've said, oh, do X, Y, Z, and I didn't, or I didn't do it in the way that you said, if you said it all, that is, then I have no trust that in the future, I need to do what you say. And that seems a little cynical. But in reality, when we have so much going on, even with all of us, the best intentions, we have all these things on our plates. And you've just given me three things to do. I don't have time to do them all. Or I need to choose between what to do. If you've given me things, if I've gotten things from other places, stuff that's already on my plate, if I know or at least don't trust that you're going to even follow up with me, I'm not going to do it. And if you're a leader who can't hold people accountable and you can't have those consistent meetings for whatever reason, again, assuming the best of intentions, then, you know, if people aren't doing what you ask them to do and you're frustrated by that, perhaps it's because they don't trust that you're going to hold them accountable. There's no reliability there. There's no consistency. So when we train people, when we coach people, we really focus on those consistent meetings where coaching is involved. So there's a structure to those meetings. And within those meetings, within that structure, there are places where we talk about expectations and there are places in that meeting that we talk about accountability. And when you get that system down, it actually makes things much easier and it builds trust in a very systematic way. But you have to keep the consistency and the reliability or it just doesn't happen. And again, there are some people who are in supervisory roles that just aren't trained on how to do those things. And in fact, I would say most of us are not trained to do those things, which is why my partner Alicia and I 
started Strengths University because it is so frustrating to have all these well-intentioned, passionate people doing their best, trying to manage their own workload and supervising because for some reason, those have become separate things. Like, oh, do all your work and also supervise these people. But when you're a supervisor, your job is to supervise, which is, of course, problematic for us. But we started Strengths University because we want to give people the tools to understand how they can do these things that seem overwhelming or seem negative, like setting expectations. You know, it almost seems like it's a punishment, holding people accountable because they're bad, right? But that's not what it is. They're actually the ultimate trust-building tools in your arsenal because it's that consistency. It's that reliability. But it's also that intimacy, having those consistent meetings where you talk to them and with them and through these issues so that everybody's on the same page, so that there are no surprises, so that you trust when you tell a team member what you expect in this project, in this program, and what you want it to look like when it's done, not in a micromanagey way, but in a, for real, this is why we're even doing it, to reach these objectives, to meet these outcomes. And then you can trust that you will have conversations along the way to make sure when questions come up, they have the opportunity to have those discussions with you. And if your team members feel like they can't get in touch with you, and even if you say, oh, I have an open door policy whenever you want, stop by. If you have questions, let me know. That is not the same as actually setting aside time and making sure you're going over these things with them because they know how busy you are and they're equally as busy. So they're not going to, oh, I'm going to just go bother Beth knowing how busy she is. I'll just figure it out. But when you're consistent, when you're reliable, when you're meeting with your team individually to have these conversations, making sure everyone's on the same page and that they have the opportunity to have discussions with you, again, as humans, not as cogs in a machine, that is how you build trust. Are there other ways? Yes, of course. But when you focus on these things, and again, we talk about how you can turn this into a very effective system in our boot camp, in other trainings that we do, so that once you get it down, once you get that pattern down and understand how it works, everything's easier for you. It's less stressful. You feel less overwhelmed and you have the tools that you need to be effective, establishing trust with your team. And as we talked about, establishing trust is vital if you want to have a dynamic, productive, engaged, innovative team. Because that's a win-win-win, really. It's a win for you as the leader. It's a win for them as people. And it's a win for the institution. And win-win-win-win. And it's a win for students. So go forward and build trust. Since we're doing this series style, next week, we're going to dive in and talk about the number two need of followers, which is compassion. We'll talk more about how you can show that compassion to your followers. So until then, start thinking about how you can build trust with your team and stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. 
You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org/mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th, Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org/mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.